0: A constitution of government, once changed from freedom, can never be restored. Liberty, once lost, is lost forever. John Adams For centuries, the Western world has prided itself on individual liberty and freedom. But this has slowly eroded over the last hundred years or so, and with the current events taking place in the world, it seems every opportunity is being took to eradicate what remains of our individual freedoms. If I'd said to you 12 months ago that you could not walk in fresh air with a friend and that you were only allowed out of your house for an hour per day for exercise, you'd have said that couldn't happen. Well, it has happened and many people are begging for more of the same. A mountain of deceit and manipulation, lie after lie, governments and organizations the world over using propaganda to try and induce mass fear and hysteria. Psychological operations being employed to justify totalitarian-like political action which naturally harm life. How do governments and politicians manage to convince people to hand over their freedom? Why is there only ever a few who are prepared to stand for liberty? I'll try and answer some of these questions in this video. There are many forms of tyrants, but there are none so terrible as those stifling their own people in the name of freedom. E.A. Buccaneeri. Historically, there is no more effective method for hoodwinking the populace than telling the people how virtuous they are should they get behind specific ideas and policies that a government may uh, put in front of them. Regardless of whether these ideas have any real benefit, people want to be seen as good in the eyes of others. This usually originates from some sort of unconscious guilt. The need to impress others in the tribe is a value for most people and governments play on this psychological weakness. Playing on the virtues of man to usher in nefarious ends is the lowest form of cowardice. And so it is for the idea of the greater good. Talking heads on television sets promoting excessive altruism sacrificing individual liberty for the good of the collective. This all depends on context and the individual themselves. True, it could be seen as heroic in one context, yet it could be seen as abhorrent in another. But one thing must remain. The individual's right to choose that sacrifice is their own, with no man having claim of authority over another. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said, "'None are more hopelessly enslaved "'than those that think they are free.'" Why would someone defend something if they were unaware that it existed in the first place? People think that they are free. What they fail to recognize is that if anybody puts themselves above another, they're instinctively looking for power by nature of the ego. In the words of Lao Tzu, "'If you want to govern the people, you must place yourself below them if you want to lead people you must learn how to follow them can we say that about our politicians can we say that they honor this code of leadership right now or is the the reverse of this the reality accepting this lack of freedom in society is the first step in taking it back the longer we refuse to acknowledge the tiptoe towards authoritarianism the more dangerous the world will become liberty is never lost in one go. It's very important to recognise that liberties won't be stripped in one fell swoop. David Hume, the 18th century Scottish philosopher, said it plainly. It's seldom that liberty of any kind is lost all at once. It will be a gradual progression over a number of years, subtle policies that strip freedom slowly until the people don't have any foundation to resist. James Wilson, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, asked if man exists for the sake of the government or is government instituted for the sake of man? The Western world is now awashed with collectivist ideology, children being indoctrinated in the public schooling system and television talking heads vomiting their propaganda into living rooms. Politicians use their favourite tool for the greater good as a means of infecting the malleable minds with collectivism. In the words of Joseph Stalin, who caused between 2 and 3 million deaths, Ideas are far more powerful than guns. We don't let our people have guns, so why should we let them have ideas? Collectivism is the foundation of socialism, communism and fascism, causing hundreds of millions of deaths in the 20th century alone. This is the entire political spectrum, including within the boundaries of collectivism here. This is not a left-wing, right-wing discourse. The standard political spectrum is a collectivist idea and a tool for polarization with people. So why does the idea of collectivism cause so much harm? The first thing to grasp is that because it sounds virtuous, people are likely to buy into it. You can wrap the wolf in sheep's clothing, but only for so long. There is something known as reification, which is a fallacy of ambiguity. When an abstraction is took as concrete reality. So the word society isn't, conc- isn't concrete, it's a concept. But collectivism holds society as a real entity. Contrary to the individual that is existing right here, right now, watching or listening to these words, that is concrete. The same cannot be said for society. What is society other than an idea? It will never be identified in the same way as an individual will. In the words of Clemens von Metternich, the 19th century Austrian diplomat, 10 million ignorances do not constitute one knowledge. And as Carl Jung beautifully wrote in his book The Undiscovered Self, Instead of the concrete individual, you have the names of organisations and at the highest point, the abstract idea of the state as the principle of political reality. The moral responsibility of the individual is then inevitably replaced by the policy of the state. Instead of moral and mental differentiations of the individual, you have public welfare and the raising of the living standard. The goal and meaning of individual life, which is the only real life, no longer lie in the individual development but in the policy of the state. Regardless of this collectivist philosophical sleight of hand, the idea that the greater good, aka society, or the state is in some way superior and more virtuous than the individual is inverted. Goodness originates in the individual. Innovation, creativity, and the generation of positive force resides within individuals. In closing, a quote by John Stuart Mill. If all mankind minus one were of one opinion, and only one person were of the contrary opinion, mankind would be no more justified in silencing that one person than he, if he had the power, would be justified in silencing all of mankind. And that's it. Thank you for watching. Please like, follow, subscribe, and do all that other good stuff. Check out my newly launched Patreon too for the uh, exclusive content Um, and we're doing some live hangouts too, pretty cool stuff. So uh, take a look at that, link's in the description.